Jonathan. Welcome to the Block Hash Podcast, episode 234. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, there's a lot I want to talk about with you regarding the rebirth, NFTs, whiskey. Before we do, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I'm curious what your background is like, how you kind of found yourself wound up in this wonderful world of crypto and blockchain that we all love. Sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, I graduated from uh, the University of Waterloo in Canada. I was studying nanotechnology at the time. So uh, not really thinking about going into blockchain when I was studying. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like got like some exposure to it, going to like final year project presentations of other other uh, other classes and other kind of like majors. And I came across some like uh, Bitcoin wallets at the time. I, I had no clue what was going on. Um, and then at dinner parties, I would kind of like hear about Bitcoin, hear about, you know, crypto. But then it wasn't until I graduated that um, I really kind of like decided to go into the field. So my strategy for when I um, was looking for a job coming out of college was, was to find the most unstable, unstable field, just to like do some risk taking. And at the time, an opportunity came up for me to join a join a startup in Hong Kong. And that was um in the ICO space at the time. So that company was um, was focusing on doing some advisory for ICOs and, and, and other companies and other businesses in Hong Kong and, and to kind of help them uh, get into the blockchain space. But of course, um, end of 2018, 2019, there was a big kind of like crypto winter. Everyone was uh, kind of scared off. So we had to pivot a bit away from ICOs and we went into uh, STO um, and uh, we've been the company that I'm, I'm with right now is uh, in that space uh, since then. So we've been doing tokenized funds, security token offerings, and whiskey happens to be one of the uh, assets that we're gonna that we are kind of like managing in, in those projects. We're also doing a little bit of like tokenized real estate projects as well. So um, that's pretty much how I got into uh, into the field. Nice. That's a pretty big leap from nanotech to to blockchain. That's an interesting pivot. Yeah, it's quite quite a change, and um, um, no regrets so far. No regrets so far. <laughs> nice. Um, okay, so tell me more about these these NFTs and, and the whiskey and what you guys are doing. So, um, you know how I mentioned that there's a whiskey fund, correct? So, mm-hmm. so I'm part of that whiskey fund, and uh, it's been running uh, pretty well for two years now. And uh, at the beginning of this year, that's when I started kind of like hearing about nfts and getting curious about you know what's going on in that space and um while at the same time managing the whiskey fund we were kind of like thinking about what better ways we can bring value to our whiskey investors you know in in the s in the security token sense right it's 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 exciting that we're able to fractionalize shares to these alternate alternative assets but at the end of the day there's got to be something more exciting than just holding a token that represents the whiskey itself. So that's when we started thinking about, oh, how we can tie in the NFT into the space and how we can bring a little bit more value and a little bit more interaction with the asset for the users, for the for our investors. And I thought um, that uh, NFT was like a great fit for that. So the the idea here was to um, instead of instead of like at the fund level, you know, the investors would exit the whiskey at wholesale wholesale prices, right? But then, if we introduce the NFT aspect to it, we can actually sell the sell the bottles at retail retail level, 
So, so like the investors can actually appre- uh, enjoy that, enjoy that, um, enjoy that uh, value as well, instead of having to kind of exit at the wholesale wholesale level. And they, they kind of have be able to participate in the uh, in the value chain a little bit longer. So that's how we came about with the uh, with um, incorporating whiskey into NFTs. Is it primarily to create a investment vehicle for investing into whiskey, or is it starting off as a promotional thing, or mm. or what exactly? So, so it is like um, so. I think we have to talk a little bit about like whiskey investment as um, mm-hmm. as it is uh, in its current state. Um, it's just really hard for for like small players, retail investors, to go into whiskey investment in the first place. Uh, it's a really big ticket item. Uh, tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of uh, dollars and above. So like, uh, it's not like a, a casual investment for, for most invest, uh, most investors. So being able to break it up and lower that barrier of entry was like a, a major idea, a major kind of focus for this uh, NFT approach. Cause if we can break down a cask into bottles or even before it's being bottled, then, you know, we can include a lot more, um, whiskey enthusiasts and include them in the investment process instead of having just to um, buy them by the bottle and, 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 and just uh, kind of like do like a secondary market participation. They can start participating in the investment at uh, a much earlier stage. How do you get analytics on whiskey for, for investment? Like, is, does that exist currently or is it kind of troublesome to try and figure it out? That's actually quite troublesome to figure it out, and it's a it's a great question for anyone interested in whiskey investment. It's um, the the whiskey market is actually really opaque, and most of the time you have to go through a broker to get like a feel of what's going on in the market. Um, and even so, there are not a lot of transactions because, um, like I mentioned before, those are really kind of like big ticket transactions, and they just don't happen as often as uh, as you would expect. So does I assume whiskey holds its value pretty well then, correct? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know much about whiskey investing. It's not a normal uh-huh. thing, but it is interesting. Uh-huh. So uh, a good reference, like a quick reference is a website called Rare Whiskey 101. They do like a really good job tracking all these different distilleries and uh, the auction prices and the top performing bottles. And um, that, that can tell you like a little bit about like how whiskey has kind of performed historically. And... Um, According to like some of the luxury uh, luxury investment uh, index indices, like Knight Frank's uh, wealth report, uh, rare whiskey actually is the top performing asset in the last uh, in the past ten years. You know, it outperforms luxury cars, it outperforms fine art, uh, fine furniture, uh, even red wine. It, it just beats like all these other uh, alternative in, alternate investment assets. That's so yeah, whiskey is quite quite stable. Uh, in terms of like a, a long-term investment, it's a, quite a good bet, in my opinion. <laughs> Have you guys uh, launched this already, or are you planning to just roll it out uh, soon? Or what's the what's the four one one? So the rebirth um, has been launched already. We, we've we've done a private round. We've done a private mm-hmm. round, and uh, we are for the public mint. We're doing a little bit. We're doing things a little bit differently, um, and and the reason why we're doing it differently is um, because we're kind of trying to combine really uh, like hardcore whiskey enthusiasts and kind of fine art appreciators. 
uh, like NFT enthusiasts, like people who appreciate the digital art, but also at the same time, people who appreciate the whiskey. And that overlap is just really niche. So we, we have to forego the kind of like traditional NFT approach where you build a lot of hype, you build like a white list, and then you expect like a sellout within within minutes or seconds. That, that's just not a realistic expectation for us. So we're, we're, we're taking, while we're taking the NFT approach, we do have like a, a more like a retail, traditional retail type of, uh, of plan to roll it out. So if someone buys one of these NFTs, can they claim the whiskey behind it if they want to invest in it and keep it at home or if they want to actually drink it um, or if they want to sell it maybe uh, on another secondary NFT market? Mm -hmm. um, what are their options? So that's the beauty with NFTs, right? Because it's, it's so uh, customizable. So mm -hmm. we, we actually designed the NFT to to kind of allow for all of those all of those options, we kind of take into consideration all the things that a potential NFT holder would want to do with that NFT. So when they buy our rebirth NFT, they have the right to redeem the bottle of whiskey. And once the 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 investor or the holder decides to redeem the NFT, it will actually transform or will market as a redeemed NFT, but it won't kind of. It, it, like the life cycle of the NFT doesn't end there. So there, we actually prepared like uh, two sets of digital art to be tied to the NFT. One set of art is uh, pre-redemption. So that is like um, the art that kind of indicates that the NFT hasn't been redeemed yet and that the, the bottle behind the NFT is still claimable. But when a user decides to redeem it, then they'll uh, come to us and we'll, we'll We'll kind of process the request. We'll ship them the bottle, and then once that shipment has been fulfilled, we will actually switch um, switch the digital art for the NFT, and it'll kind of reveal the final form of the NFT. And it's it's uh, it's supposed to be a more sophisticated form of the original art. So there there is a, a second component to the uh, digital art, and we hope that the NFT will continue to circulate in the secondary market afterwards. Yeah, for the cover art, are you guys using an artist? Um, are you collaborating? Are you doing anything promotional with it? Yeah, so we're 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 collaborating with a local artist, um, a three D artist in Hong Kong. His name is Eric Pang, and he's been he's been doing um, virtual art, uh, building three D worlds on his own time. As it's just like a hobby, and he's 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 brilliant at it. And um, and uh, we we want to help him take it to the next next level. With this uh, NFT project, give him uh, give him the platform to to uh, express his um, ideas. Nice. Yeah. Um, how are you, are you guys warehousing these whiskey bottles on your own, or do you have a process? Um, someone else is warehousing for you, and you like drop shipping when they redeem the NFTs. What does that mm. process look like? So as of now, we the whiskey is still in the cask, and then. And because we work so closely with the whiskey fund, right, um, mm -hmm. we can actually source it directly from the distilleries themselves if we wish to. So uh, in terms of like quality of the whiskey, there's um, we, we can kind of guarantee that, you know, it's, it's a premium level and that we're not going to kind of um, uh, I don't think the whiskey is going to, to, to disappoint our, our NFT holders. So when we do bottle it back, uh, we do we're going to kind of import them into Asia somewhere, maybe in Hong Kong or another city, which is more convenient for drop shipping. And then uh, we'll fulfill our orders uh, in that fashion. 
what are some of the whiskeys you guys um, are letting people invest in? I like whiskey. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. you can, maybe I'll buy an NFT. Maybe you can deliver it uh-huh. to Columbia. Yeah, absolutely. That's not a problem at all. So we work uh, exclusively with Scotch because that's um, the mm-hmm. kind of the focus of the fund that we're working with, and uh, uh, we work from from like distill like well known from really well known distilleries to like really niche distilleries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have like a um, whole collection. I mean, just to name a few, like Benevis, Bowmore, Lagavulin. Uh, we have some, we have like access to even McAllen's, but I think uh, we're going to save the McAllen's for a little bit um, for maybe a, uh, at the later stage. I think it's a little too early to bust out the McAllen's, mm-hmm. but um, you know, household, like solid household names are, are, are definitely available for us, but then there are other niche distilleries that we're very excited to share with our NFT holders. Though we, we, we don't plan on, we don't plan on flat out, like uh, disclosing the distilleries that we're working with, mm-hmm. we want to keep it a little bit more um, focused on on the um, on the digital art and then and like the other benefits that come with the NFTs. And and the NFT doesn't just like we we don't want the entire NFT to be focused on the whiskey. We we do want to provide a little bit more experience in terms of like digital events or offline events, there could be a whiskey tasting. And that's something we do plan on doing. But uh, unfortunately, the uh, COVID situation in Hong Kong isn't um, allowing that for uh, for the time being. In terms of value proposition, what do you think is a better investment, the big name brand whiskeys or the smaller niche ones, um, mm-hmm. the ones maybe people haven't heard about or that are local? What have you picked up, you know, uh, analyzing this market? So for... So, the, so there are three type of three types of like uh, whiskey investors. Well, let me turn on that light again. Um, they're like the collectors that just purely collect it for like um, novelty. Maybe it's like a special release by a, a distillery. It could be like um, like a anniversary vintage, or it could um, be like uh, just like um, just special releases, uh, special events for, from from like a marketing's perspective from these big brand names. So those are for those are aimed for collectors, and then there are the uh, whiskey drinkers who actually buy it for to en- actually enjoy the whiskey. And then there's the uh, whiskey investors who invest in whiskey just um, for the monetary value. They don't really care about the collection or the taste. They're going in as like a they're purely as an investment. Um, personally, like um, the biggest like there there are definitely top ten distilleries that you need to to like pay attention to. Those are Kind of like uh, industry standards, you know, McAllen, Bowmore, uh, how, like uh, just like the big names are always like a, a must. But then I think the more interesting things or the more interesting bottles or investments actually come from independent bottlers. Mm-hmm. Um, those are that's when like um, when you know the, the whiskey isn't actually bottled by the uh, by the uh, producing distillery, but picked up by like a by like an ind- independent brand. Um, the reason why they kind of stand out is because they are able to offer something a little bit more different and special. It's a little bit more characteristic usually, and uh, and uh, they put a little more bit more thought on the on the uh, quality of the whiskey as well. So in general, those will perform better than just like big batch releases, uh, like like the things that you find in duty free, or mm-hmm. um, released directly by the distillers. That's that's my observation. What's the, uh, I guess maybe just in your opinion, what's the performance of whiskey like 
over time, like over five years or 10 years, like if you're buying whiskey by the, by the barrel or, um, or by the bottle through NFTs and mm. you want to invest uh, a decent amount of money into it, what do you think the return looks like over a period of time? Well, if we look at the data historically, it's um, like uh, for certain for certain rare whiskey brands such as Macallan, it's been double digit returns every year annualized. So, uh, but that's over like a span of 10, 15 years. In the short term, um, you can still expect it to be quite um, stable because whiskey is, is is always in demand and then and the, the, the production limit is always kind of like fixed each year. So uh, just like from from an economic standpoint, it, like the, the support for that kind of value is, is, is quite um, quite uh, stable compared to other assets. So um, it, it's something that is worth looking into. It's just that um, at the moment, there's so much, uh, it, it's such like a, it's such a opaque market. There's just, it's so thin that not a lot of market data is available. I think that's what's, um, what's kind of like, uh, preventing a lot of people from going into the space because there's just not a lot of information available mm -hmm. for this type of investment. Have you guys thought about putting some kind of database together for something like that? Since you guys are doing this and using NFTs to represent whiskey, um, you guys have more data than usual. Plus you're digging into the industry to find out. It makes sense, mm -hmm. I guess, to create some kind of website or database or place people could go if they wanted to start tracking these things. Yeah, that would definitely be helpful. Um, there's, there is a lot of like noise and, uh, there's a lot of noise that's created by like the auction data, um, and, and the infrequency of like, uh, these auctions actually make it a little bit more confusing for a lot of people. So I think, I think going in with NFTs and having that blockchain element where everything's kind of like permanent, like a permanent record, I think that would definitely help, um, help in that, in, in that sense where, it definitely makes sense to uh, to put something together, and uh, we we haven't immediately considered doing that. But you no, know, we we do have the uh, we do have the research to to kind of get that started. Yeah, that's a great suggestion, by the way. Yeah, something it, it makes sense. I mean, if you guys yeah. have all the data, why not? Yeah, yeah, definitely I, something to look into. What about the metaverse? Have you guys explored any kind of uh, possibility to promote? these NFTs and whiskey there? Yeah. Um, we actually just announced our, our acquisition of some of the um, parcels or lands in, in the sandbox and Decentraland. Mm -hmm. So we definitely are, are um, kind of trying to make a presence, uh, make our presence known in those spaces. Um, I think it's particularly important for us to have that presence because um you know, selling, selling something like whiskey, it's, it's, it's always been the, the kind of stereotype, the stereotype is that, you know, it's kind of antiquated, you know, only older gentlemen enjoy it and kind of enjoy it in like a, and like, there's like a certain space you enjoy like a cigar room or like by a fireplace that it's got this like really outdated image to whiskey. And, and that's something we're trying to break away from, from like using our, that's like the whole point of this project, this whole point of the, the rebirth. We're trying to offer something that is a little bit more different, a little bit more um, with the times. So, so being in tune with the metaverse and finding our, finding our, our, our kind of rhythm in that space is very important to us. So we have acquired those, 
acquired those assets and we've started building like a virtual clubhouse where where we hope people can um, kind of like find their common interests and not just with whiskey, but like um, maybe with like digital fashion, because there's like a huge digital art element to our NFTs. We've actually created some wearables for our NFT holders to quickly identify each other. Nice. You create some like digital uh, whiskey shirts and some whiskey hats and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know if you've taken a look at our NFTs, but it's, it's actually like, um, it's like an alien form that has like these different types of wings. And we've actually recreated that wing in Decentraland. So, oh, nice. you know, the avatar can actually wear that wing and they can easily recognize that, oh, that's the Rebirth wing. And, and I hope that um, gives, like, uh, gives, gives our, our holders a little bit more, more um, novelty and just a little bit of, you know, um, fun when they're going into the metaverse. Yeah, and some brand recognition. It's got to be really yeah. interesting trying to promote and advertise in the metaverse. It's going to be mm -hmm. uh, interesting to see how all that plays out. Can people, uh, or is it on the, the roadmap for people to be able to buy NFTs in the metaverse? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So so that is actually like a, a really handy function in, mm -hmm. in the virtual world. So we can just set up the NFTs. They can buy it like uh, our other holders can list their NFTs or we can do like a primary sale right in the in our metaverse HQ or, or, or a clubhouse. You know, we're still deciding on what's the best um, way to, to, to brand that virtual space. Yeah, for sure. We nice. definitely want to put up a marketplace there. We could even uh, sell, sell our wearables or, or virtual merch. Now, that's something that we've considered as well. Very cool. Um, what does your guys' roadmap look like for the rest of this year, rolling this stuff out and, and growing it, promoting it? What are some things you guys are excited about that you want people to keep an eye on? So for this year, we're definitely wanting to uh, complete our metaverse entry. So but we want to build out our uh, Metaverse HQ and have our um, Metaverse wearables complete and uh, have that ready to be distributed to our early supporters. We definitely want to thank them for being with us uh, early in the journey. We also want to um, you know, give them a really clear picture of what the me uh, redemption mechanism is going to look like. You know, When they do decide to redeem the whiskey, how easy that process is going to be, and then uh, let them know like what's coming up for the next set of art because we actually haven't revealed the um the the type of art and and the uh, we haven't previewed or sneak peeked any of that that uh, creative work uh to to our holders yet so we definitely want to have those ready for for the people that are anticipating that uh release so that is um on the roadmap so far do you guys have a community uh on discord or telegram or a place people go to just kind of talk about this stuff uh, yeah, we have a Discord. Um, we do not have a Telegram. Um, we do have the other channels like Instagram, Twitter, but uh, we're pouring most of our focus on Discord at the moment. Cool. Where can people find you online? Are you on social media? Yeah, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, those are the two that uh, we're, we're actively managing. Cool. And last question, where can people go to learn more about the NFTs, Rebirth? Um, the whiskey do you guys have a blog do you guys have like a medium channel just the website yes. where, where do you want people to go we we definitely for for people who want to get like a quick and like a visual sense of what's going on our mm -hmm. our uh project page would be the best place to go kayleeswhiskey.com that's the uh that's the uh the official whiskey partner behind the, the rebirth 
And um, for those who want to read like more in detail updates for uh, every part of every step of the project, then they can refer to our medium channel, our medium blog, where we kind of like uh, spell out the details of like each, each, um, each uh, step along the process. Cool guys go follow Jonathan, check out the rebirth, uh, what they're doing with whiskey and NFTs. I'm going to have to get myself one. Uh, this is really cool stuff. And uh, like the video and subscribe. Jonathan, thank you for taking the time to come on today and really dive in and explain what you guys are doing with the NFTs, what you guys are doing with whiskey investing, um, and all the plans you guys have. Uh, very, very excited. Um, and thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me again. Thanks. Anytime. Talk to you later. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye.